Welcome to another Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. How are you doing, Pastor? Well, I'm doing well, Mansanda. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. This is episode three. Episode three of Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. We are glad we've made it this far. We hope to do a lot more uh, as we go along. Um, in the studio or in the library with us, we have got Willa and Nathan on sound, on the cameras, and we've got Jesse on the sound. They are our diligent team working mm. behind the scenes to make us look efforts. good. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's a shame they did not bring enough coffee. Yeah, but you know, we we'll work on that. Yeah, we we'll work on that. So, in episode three of Coffee in the Library, we are dealing with the issue of live, living with non believers, living with non believers. Mm. So, I'll give you two different scenarios mm. and then you can uh, break down for us how exactly. Um, we can live in light of these scenarios when living with non-believers. Scenario number one is when we outnumber them, when there's more believers than unbelievers mm. in the house. And scenario number two is uh, when they outnumber us. So let me give you scenario mm. one, scenario number one. Scenario number one, we outnumber them. Um, a, a bachelor house or, uh, you know, um, basically it's a, it's, a, it's a house of predominantly believers who are living together and then a non-Christian comes in to live with them, whether it's a nephew, a cousin, somebody, uh, somebody who they know comes in to live for a short while. Um, in the house, we have our own uh, culture, if you will. We have our devotion uh, time in the evenings. Uh, we go for church, church meetings, midweek meetings, Sunday, Saturday services, you name it. Hmm. Um, how can we relate uh, with the non-believer uh, in, in, in a way that isn't exactly slapping them with the Bible, hmm. uh, but trying to reach them, trying to get the message across to them, the message of the gospel? Hmm. How do we relate when we outnumber them? Right. Uh, one of the things we must always bear in mind wherever we are as Christians is that Christianity is life. It's a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And then if we look at the, the pictures we're given of being a Christian in the Bible, when you go to Matthew 5, we're being told we are salt and light. Mm. Now, the nature of salt is to preserve. And the nature of light is to dispel the darkness. Mm. And so, wherever we are, we must always have that in mind. So you have a, you have a young person, or you have someone living with you who's not a Christian, and you are bachelors, and a number of you are Christians, so you're in the majority. Mm-hmm. What will begin to challenge the young person or that person living with you who's not a Christian is whether you're being sought and light in his life. So, firstly, the person coming to stay with you must know that I'm going to live with Christians. Not just people carry a church, a Bible or on, a, on a Sunday to go to church. No, Christians, wherever they are. And once that person knows, already there's some expectations that they would have created in their own minds. Mm-hmm. But of course, because of their rebellion as a result of sin, they will not want to follow those. 
So once they know you're Christians, they know where they're coming. Then secondly, you don't need to change anything in terms of your, your lifestyle, how you live, in order to accommodate them. Mm. Now what I mean is, if you have devotions and go to church, you must continue doing that. Mm. If you wake up early in the morning to pray and read your Bible, continue doing that. If you don't allow to watch TV on the Lord's Day, continue doing that because that's your lifestyle. It's not situational or geographical. No, that's, what, that's how you live. And thirdly, the person must be told what you expect of them if they're going to live in that house. Mm. So you, you put out the expectation and those expectations must be as a result of your biblical uh, conviction mm -hmm. of how people must stay when they are together and once you put out those expectations when the person goes against them at least it's easy for you to point uh, them to what you had expected of them or at least what you would expect them to, to do or what rules they need to live by. Mm -hmm. Now, what we need, what you need to avoid however is the fact that you you must not begin to taunt them or no, you are you sinner and things like that. Because what that now does is they'll begin to think as us being judgmental and you're not interested in their lives. Mm -hmm. But when they see that here's a here are individuals who are sincerely interested in their lives they'll begin to think about your Christianity and your lifestyle but but also you must don't be hypocrites that today you do these things tomorrow you do that thing be consistent mm -hmm. with your profession of faith because uh, hypocrisy creates inconsistency and with non-Christians, that's what they capitalize on. Mm -hmm. Because then they're able to say, but yesterday this, no, today this, and things like that. So now it will be you trying to justify why you did that, rather than you spending time preaching or teaching them from God's word. Could you give an example of, of an area of hypocrisy um, that, right. that, that they could see or a double standard in your life? Yeah, for instance, one could be, one area could be, maybe been a lack of seriousness in terms of the intake of God's word, the reading of God's word. Mm. Where on Sunday, they see you stand up and lead in worship or even a Bible study. Mm. But they hardly see you even touch the Bible the whole week. Mm. Then they begin to say, no, I think for them, they begin to see, like, for you, church is it just, it just a show off. It's just like a club. Secondly, it could be an area of your own personal morality. Yeah. If you sit in front of a TV and drinking all kinds of uh, filthiness and they are there, you are sort of enjoying it together. <laughs> the next time you try and tell them, no, this is not right before God, they'll be looking at you and wondering, ah, this guy, yesterday we were just watching this together. Yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of examples you could you could you could sort of uh, sort of give. Yeah. But like I said, Christianity is a lifestyle. Yeah. So if 
you're not living as a Bible. They are watching you, as the hymn writer says, and marking all you do. And what about the second scenario? Now it is you as a believer are going to live with non-believers. Um, for you, you might be a young person moving in, uh, in into a, a house with a, with a couple or uh, a family or a group of bachelors or, or unmarried ladies. How, how, how does that dynamic change? How do you relate in when they outnumber you? And again, we still maintain the picture of the Bible. Yeah, salt and light. Mm. Salt preserves. Light dispels darkness. Mm. Now, in, in, in a group like that where you are in the minority, just live your life as a Christian. Don't be arrogant in how you approach things. So it, it could be he as a young person living with guardians or maybe with parents. And if they tell you, okay, you, you, you won't be going for youth meetings, mm -hmm. you won't be attending midweek meetings, uh, home fellowship in the course of the week, mm -hmm. don't be arrogant in how you respond. Remember, there's, that's your immediate authority. And then God is the ultimate authority. Mm -hmm. Unless your, pa your parents or guardians are telling you to do what that which is directly against God's word, then you have the right to disobey them mm. and obey God. So, in that case, firstly, don't be arrogant. Mm. Secondly, be a good example. And what I'm saying is, uh, be a good example is, in terms of house chores or in terms of following the rules of the home, mm. be the best, if, uh, if I could use that term. Because you, you know that ultimately it's God I'm obeying, not my parent, I'm obeying God through my immediate authority and mm. I'll give an account to God. Mm. So you want to be the very best you can be at school. You want to be the very best child or dependent you can be. Mm. Rules that are put in place, you must follow them. And uh, in, the, in the third place, show excellence in all that you do. Uh, and I'm thinking of Joseph. I don't think Joseph was having a fun time in Potiphar's house. Mm. But we are told Joseph was hardworking. Mm. Joseph stood out among all the other slaves. Mm. Even in prison, Joseph stood out mm. among the prisoners. Why? Joseph knew that wherever he is, God is present and God is watching. Mm. And so, even in that case, as a Christian, read your Bible, pray to God, pray for the people around you for their salvation. Mm. But also obey the rules. Because ultimately, by you obeying the rules, you are worshipping God who is unseen and who is in heaven. Mm. But if you disobey the immediate authority, you will be hardening their hearts or their heart to listen to the gospel because of your lifestyle. Mm. Now you must aim not to be a stumbling block in anyone's life. It, it, from all you're saying, uh, it, really, it really comes forward that your life can your life can poison your message. Yes. Your life can poison your message. Even if 
um, even if you are constantly asking them to come to church, if your life is not in sync with the words of your mouth, it's a hypocrisy. Yes, because you see, because they are with you all the time. Yes, the people at church are not with you all the time. Yeah. Maybe it's once a week. So your lifestyle. I've forgotten who once said uh, 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 that go into the world and make disciples. Mm-hmm. If ne- uh, you know, go into the world and preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is, let your life be a, be a testimony. Mm. And then, if you have to open your mouth, yeah, then open your mouth. Mm. But if people look at your life, let them be asking. So, what is so unique about Mwanza, which is not in the others? Mm. And then that's now the opportunity for you to tell them it's Christ. But if now your words or your life are contradicting the profession of your faith, everyone will now not be saying, ah, no, if you, you say you're going to heaven, then surely all of us are going to go to heaven now. That's, I, I, I always feel sad when I hear people make such statements about those who claim to be Christians. Because they're basically saying, the way you live and the way I live. There's no difference. Mm. If God's going to allow you with this life, then we're all going. Yeah, then we're all going to yeah. heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, you've reminded me of the words of uh, Keith Green's song, Your Love Broke Through. Yeah. Make my life a prayer to you. Yes. I want to do what you want me mm. to. Uh, thank you very much, Pastor. We are uh, coming to the end of this segment, and uh, we'll have a short word of uh, from one of our partners. And then we'll come back and look at the book of the week. Yeah, this light is misbehaving. Right, fine. We're in Zambia. Mm. <laughs> Was the time there? How many minutes do we have left? Five. Okay. And we are back. Uh, this is Coffee in the Library with Pastor Sivale. Uh, I am Mwansa. This is... Uh, Pastor Chipita Sivali of Kabwata Baptist Church. What is our book for the week, Pastor? All right, the book of the week is Mysterious Ways, The Providence of God in the Life of Joseph by David uh, Kingdom. Now, let me just read at the back what he writes, and it's, 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 it's very interesting. You know? He says, To know that God wisely governs all his creatures and all their actions, is one thing but to apply this truth in our own lives is quite a different matter especially when our hopes are disappointed and providence seems to frown now this is an interesting book uh, that there are certain aspects that it brings out about the life of joseph that I often ask myself how I missed them when, or how I miss them when I'm reading the scriptures. Mm. And he 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 shows that what was the controlling principle in Joseph's life was that wherever he was, God was present. Mm. And so whether it was in Potiphar's house or in the prison, God was there. And the, the lesson I picked when reading this book was that uh, 
regardless of where Joseph was, he was faithful to God. Mm. And therefore, regardless of the situation Joseph was in, God remained faithful to Joseph. Mm. And we see that. Now sometimes because of our knowledge of the, the scriptures, either from Sunday school or just from our own reading, when we read Joseph being sold by his brothers, and then eventually Potiphar throws him in prison, we already know what's going to happen because we've read. Mm. Now imagine Joseph. Joseph didn't know. So he was taking one day at a time, mm. trusting God. And, and I think that's, that's what the author tries to bring out. That God's providence means God is governing everything for the good of those who love him. Mm. Even when providence frowns, God is still governing all things. Mm. And I think I would encourage young people to read this, this book. Because most of the times they're always thinking about you know, my career, my future, who am I going to marry, uh, what, what would my life be like 10 years from now. Read this book. Mm. Uh, he brings out lessons that uh, will help you to view your life, not from your angle, but from God's perspective mm. and what God has, has laid out in his word. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like a great book. Yeah. What is our Coffee in the Library rating for this book in terms of uh, how easy or hard it is to read on a scale of 1 to 10? So 10 is always the highest as being difficult, isn't yes. it? Yeah, I need to keep on reminding myself. Okay. I'll put it at, in terms of easy to read, I'll put it at 3. It's a 3. That, yeah. is, that is good. That is for, 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 for most, if not all of us. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an easy read. I mean, I can assure you, if you get this book, the only time you want to put it down if you, when you get to the end, mm. because it's so easy, but it's, it's, uh, it has rich lessons. Sounds like a great book. If you want uh, uh, a copy of the book, we will put information down below. And uh, if you want to get it through us, you can simply just get in touch with the information that can be found in the description. Thank you very much, Pastor. Thank you. All right. It's a joy to be here. This has been Coffee in the Library. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.